You're listening to the Brand New Cowgirl Podcast, episode number 40. Hello, my beautiful listeners. Welcome back to the show. And if you are new here, hey, how are you? My name's Sarah, and I have a question for you. Have you ever had a dream that you wanted so bad, but it just didn't seem realistic or logically, maybe it just didn't make the most sense? Because I know I have plenty of times. See, when I first thought about working for myself and becoming an entrepreneur, I was kind of conflicted. Part of me wanted to have this like mega business and be a CEO, total hashtag boss babe type of thing. Ugh, I literally hate that word, boss babe. Uh, But the other part of me wanted to live you know, like the small town life, buy some land, raise babies and cows, and enjoy a life that has spotty Wi-Fi, as I like to say. I thought for sure I was going to have to choose between the two. One of my very first endeavors as a business owner was with my photography business, and I was told constantly that if I wanted to find success as a photographer, I was going to have to live in a town or at least not in like a rural area, but I was going to have to live in a town with like more people and more going on so that I had a wider range of clients. And I know why people think like that and say that, but I just don't really believe that to be true. Now, my horse training business was a little different because obviously there are more horses in rural areas, but even then I ran into the issue of how was I supposed to find clients if I lived out in BFE and went into town like one time a week. I bounced these two things back and forth in my head for years until one day I decided that enough is enough. I do not have to choose between two dreams. I convinced myself that if I wanted something bad enough, I'd have to find a way to make it work. And that's exactly what I did. So my whole goal for starting this podcast in the first place was to help people just like me who had this similar issue. The girls who are lovers of the Western and rural lifestyle, the farmer's daughters, the cowboy wives, and so on. The ones who love living where they do, but they want to financially contribute or turn a passion project into a side hustle. I want to show you that you can do both. You can go out and work cows, ride horses, live in a small town while still maintaining a crazy successful business. We are so blessed to live in a society that makes this really easy and makes this a reality, honestly. I won't say easy, I guess, because like everything takes work and it's not as easy as it sounds, but it is so much easier than it used to be before the internet. So the internet, we love ya. But when I first started dating Tyler, he always used to make this joke that went like this. He basically would say behind every successful rancher is his wife that works in town. And I never really knew exactly what that meant until Tyler and I started chasing a cattle ranching dream, which by the way, if you want to follow us along, our Instagram username is at the making of Elrod Ranch. Little shameless plug right there. This is when this concept really clicked for me. Most ranchers have a side income or a wife that goes into work for a few days a week. But does Tyler know who he is marrying? Cause working in town sounds less than pleasant to me. So I started grinding my butt to build a business that keeps this sentiment true, but with a twist. To me, my saying is behind every successful rancher is a wife who owns a successful online business, gets to stay home with her babies, rides horses, and works cows with the best of them. All right, 
not quite as catchy and whatever, but it is the statement that I've worked tooth and nail to make true. So today, if you're listening to this introduction and thinking, wow, me too, Sarah, that's me, I want that, I am you, you are me, we are one, then girl, keep on listening because today I'm going to give you a few tips on how to get started as a business owner in rural America. Let's freaking do this thing. Hey, my name is Sarah and I'm a Western photographer, a business educator, and a marketing nerd. But most of my friends just know me as the crazy horse girl. My journey started when I bought my $800 horse at 14 and that manifested into a business that changed my life. I'm a cowgirl turned full-time entrepreneur and I have made it my mission to help other Western women and men grow thriving businesses so they can live that small town dream life that they desire while achieving goals bigger than they ever could have imagined. Around here, we cover all things marketing, social media, branding, content creation, and so much more. We believe that business does not have to be boring and that you can never own too many pairs of cowboy boots. If you're ready to get to work, learn how to uplevel your business and your life and get a little rowdy too, then you're in the right place. Let's get to it. Photographers, listen up. If you are ready to take your emails between you and your clients up a notch, if you're ready to stop sounding super boring and start actually booking more clients because you're letting your personality shine in your emails, then seriously, this is going to be for you. I have a free email template guide specifically for photographers. These are emails that I have used before that I still continue to use to this day. It'll show you how to respond to a client when they first inquire, what kind of information you should be including, as well as four other types of email responses. That's right, you get five fill-in-the-blank templates that every photographer absolutely needs to have in their back pocket. These are going to help your business grow, they're gonna help you book more, and they're just super easy to use so you don't have to keep typing out the same email over and over and over again. You can plug them into your software that you might use, such as HoneyBook, or you can just keep them on your desktop and copy and paste in your browser whenever you get an email. Super easy to use and they're 100% free. So don't miss out on this opportunity. Head to sarahelrod.com slash email templates. That is sarahelrod.com slash email templates. All right, girl, go get them. So first things first, you are going to want to think about the type of business that you are wanting to start. Is it a virtual business like only virtual, maybe like an online store or an online service, such as a graphic designer? Is it a brick and mortar business, such as a coffee shop or a boutique? Is it a service-based business, such as a photographer or horse trainer? What kinds of things are you going to need to get started in this business? A computer, a storefront, products? These are just for no matter where you live, any type of business you create at any time, these are things you have to be keeping in mind. But I think it's especially important to really break this down when you live in a rural area. If you live out in the middle of freaking nowhere, and I used to think that my parents lived out in the middle of nowhere, which is like 20 minutes away from town but then I met Tyler and where he was living up in Montana is like four hours away from anything so I realized that uh, that is truly the middle of nowhere but if you live in a place like that or something sort of like that you have to really keep this in mind what are you going to be doing if you 
are not going to be 100% online and you are going to have to drive to clients or to go perform services or whatever that might be, keep that in mind as well. Do you have a reliable car that you're using? Do you have a car at your disposal that you're able to use for this kind of thing? Um, Especially if your spouse is, you know, a rancher or if they, you know, have work and you have one vehicle and they need it or whatever it is, then, you know, you have to make sure you are prepared for these sorts of things. So, break all of that stuff down so you know write it down on a, on a piece of paper do it together get yourselves a glass of wine and like really break this down and how you think what are you going to need to make this work basically the second thing is how are you going to market your business so we all tend to get really excited about starting a business and then we forget that we actually need to market that business in order to gain customers and revenue in rural america this can be a little bit more of a challenge because there's not as many people there's not as much traffic not as many people out and about all the time and maybe not the same type of demand for your particular product or service um you know sometimes in these smaller towns you, they don't need stores that, you know, bigger city places want slash need. I mean, need is a strong word. But if you were going to try to open an Apple store in the middle of, you know, Farmville, then uh, Farmville, wasn't that like a Facebook game? Does anybody still play that? Is that still a thing? Uh, but, you know, th- I mean, I guess it maybe it would do well, but probably not really. Like, it's just not supply and demand, people. We got to think about that a little bit. Uh, You could do a little research. You could ask around your area, people that you know, and see if they would be interested in what you're going to start doing. And even if there doesn't seem to be a huge interest, do not let that discourage you because this is where I'm going to step in and help you make this seem like it's important. Not even seem like it's important, but show people that it is important. Again, I used to be conflicted. I was kind of in this same thing because when I first started my wedding photography business, I didn't think that, you know, many people in rural areas were getting married, which is like a really weird thing to think. Like everybody gets married no matter where you live. But for some reason, I think it was more just I thought, oh, small towns, like not as many people, like how many weddings could you possibly do? And there is some truth to that. Like there's not always going to be like 30 weddings in a teeny tiny town every single year. But that doesn't mean that you can't travel or commute to towns, other towns that like aren't so far away or that are somewhat in your area. And you could have other opportunities arise as well because word of mouth goes huge. And I feel like in a small town, you have that to your advantage is everybody tends to know each other and you can get more clients that way because they're going to be sending you, you know, they want you to do everything for them type of thing. Um, but I did learn two things in the midst of like this growing period of like trying to start a business in, you know, a rural area. And those two things are number one, I needed to niche down or niche, depending on how you prefer to say that word. I used to say niche and then I felt like I heard a lot of people say niche and now niche just stuck. Um, and then the second thing is you have to possibly be willing to travel again depending on the type of business that you're doing but if you're like a photographer or a service-based business that requires you to show up in person you may have to be willing to travel for um, these jobs so let's talk about niching down because Tyler's gonna kill me if he listens to this because he says niche but niche niching down um, 
because I think it's something that not a lot of people know what it means and it's so crucial. It's literally such a freaking game changer in your business. I can't even I can't even like explain to you how important this is. So when it comes to niching down, I mean, I could literally do an entire episode on this, but basically if you're not familiar with that term, it means to get super specific on who you are willing to work with. And your client, you have to keep in mind that your client is not going to be every single person on the planet. And you need to be marketing to a very specific group of people or person. Everything down to their age, their hair color, what type of car they drive, and so on. And it may feel like you're limiting yourself, which I know can be scary. It's like scary to say no to people or to not try to please everybody. But what you're actually doing is presenting yourself as an expert at one thing and not just super basic at a whole bunch of things. So let me give you an example. When I started out as a photographer, I would take on anything and everything. If someone was willing to book with me, I was going to shoot their wedding no matter what. But what this did was make me feel super drained and unexcited about the work that I was producing. And a few years into my business, I decided to get super specific on the kinds of couples I would work with, aka all my Western couples, all my cowgirl cowboy weddings, what's good? And when I started to speak to these kinds of people, directly through social media, that was when the pure magic happened. I was booking more weddings in general, but I was also booking more of the types of weddings that I really enjoyed being at and not just the ones that weren't really my style. Doesn't mean they're like not pretty weddings or I didn't have a good time or like those people weren't amazing because they were, they were all amazing, but they just weren't the kind of weddings that I wanted to be doing all the time. Now, Examples for maybe other types of businesses, if you're listening and you're like, that's great for you, but I'm not a photographer, I got you. So horse trainers can niche down by working with only certain types of horse breeds or certain disciplines. Uh, Somebody who maybe specializes in training barrel horses isn't necessarily going to go teach a show jumper anything. Graphic designers can niche down to only do logos for small businesses or only to make graphic designs for tattoos or clothing or something like that. Um, Fashion influencers could niche down to very specific types of fashion. Western fashion is getting super trendy these days and there's a huge community for it online. So this is also a niche. Even other kinds of jobs could niche down that aren't necessarily entrepreneurial jobs. Like a vet can specialize in horses only or pigs or goats or cows or dogs or whatever. And and that's their specialty. They do 99% of what they do is specific to that niche. Um, Farmers and ranchers honestly kind of niche down too when you really think about it. Some have certain breeds of cattle or they only farm certain types of crops. And I bet after years and years of focusing their attention on one thing, they got really good at it. So think about it like this. If you got sick and needed heart surgery for something, who are you going to go to? An orthopedic surgeon or a heart surgeon? A cardiac surgeon? Cardiac? Is that a thing? I don't know. Medical terms don't come at me. But you would go to the heart surgeon, right? Because that is their specialty. So don't be afraid to niche down because I promise this is going to have a huge impact on your business's growth. Now the next tip is going to be embracing the digital world. 
Times are changing, folks. The world is becoming more and more wireless, and it's all digital now. And when running a business of any kind, you pretty much are required to have some type of online presence at this point. Even if your business is not necessarily an online business, let me tell you why this is still so important to be creating content online. Number one, it can open up so many doors in the future that you don't even know exist yet. This could be things like brand deals. I mean, need I say more? Your favorite brands can literally pay you and sponsor your account just for the fact that you use products you already love. So that's pretty amazing. And that's something that I started noticing once I like really kicked my butt into gear with Instagram is I get reached out for brand deals all the time and I don't even have like that crazy of a big following. So make sure you go follow your girl on Instagram because I highly appreciate it and love you for doing that. Um, The other thing is when you grow your audience, you're growing your potential clientele. COVID-19 showed us that no matter what kind of business you have, you need to be ready to pivot and possibly take your business online, which is not a bad thing because hello, passive income. But when you grow your audience and you have more and more eyes on you, it's so much, it's just that much easier to somehow turn it into something where these people can buy from you. Rather that is, you know, turning your knowledge into an online course or a coaching business. You can create and sell digital products related to your current business. It's just amazing how just about anything can be taken online these days. Kind of scary, but amazing. And I see more and more ranchers and farmers and people in the ag industry using social media platforms to spread awareness about agriculture and also telling their family stories. These people are literally just filming their everyday lives and showcasing them on the internet and scoring major brand deals because of it. They're also getting awesome collaborations and just so many things and I am just here for it. And All of this is happening from the comfort of their own home in, you guessed it, rural America. So as some of you may already know, if you follow our ranching journey, Tyler and I have already begun this process. We have plans to live somewhere eventually that allows us to be together as a family, raise our kids the way we want, and grow our herd of cows. We are documenting this journey and growing our personal brand while Tyler is still working his 9-to-5 job and I have my business as well. Now, not saying you have to do this exact same thing, and heck, your goals and dreams may be a lot different than ours, but it's just an idea to get your brain juices flowing. So the big picture of everything, as we kind of wrap this all up, is when it comes down to starting a business in rural America, you need to remember that everything takes time. You need to be willing to be flexible and willing to pivot as necessary, and you honestly need to be willing to go the extra mile than some people who live in the city because living a rural lifestyle brings a totally different set of complications to the table that you're not always gonna get when you live in the city and vice versa. Now, before I go, I wanna leave you with this. If all you ever do in your life is be a rancher's wife, that's a hell of a life to live, my friend. So until next time, stay rowdy. I love you. And remember that if you are wanting to grow a business This whole podcast is intended with you in mind. And my whole goal for this is to serve you and be able to help you grow and thrive and live out your dreams and, you know, work towards those God-given goals that you have. So make sure to check out other episodes. Share this with your friends. That way they can be inspired and get 
you know, knowledge from this as well. And if you have an idea for an episode and, you know, you really want me to cover a topic or talk about something, shoot me a DM on Instagram at Branded Cowgirl Podcast. That way I can make sure I'm serving you the content you want to see when you want to see it and all that good stuff. But that's about all I have for you today. I hope this episode was helpful for you. Please leave a review if you have not already because those help me so much. After taking a break a couple weeks ago, my <laughs> views, reviews went down a little bit. So, but that's okay. It's, that's normal. We're going to get back up. So please um, leave a rating, a five-star rating for the show on Apple Podcasts. Please go leave a review. I love reading them. I'll read them out on the show if you leave one. And... Uh, it just makes my heart feel good and it helps the show grow and get into the ears of more listeners just like you. So I hope you guys have a great, amazing day and I love you and I will see you in the next one. Bye guys. Hey, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Branded Cowgirl podcast. To stay up to date on the show, give input, ask questions, and more, make sure to join the exclusive Facebook group just for listeners. You can also follow us on Instagram and check out all of the show notes by going to sarahelrodblog.com slash brandedcowgirlpodcast. That's sarahelrodblog.com slash brandedcowgirlpodcast. And if you have not yet, make sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts so that this show can continue to grow and get into the ears of more Western creatives just like you. All right, y'all, I will see you in the next one.